Hello, everybody. My name is Ethan Becker, and I want out of here. I want out of here. I want out of here. My name is Aaron Stuvey, and I'm the secret love child of Kevin Dunn and Vince Russo. <laughs> and this is the Shoot in Progress podcast. Insert theme here. <laughs> what, no singing this time? Like he played back a recording. <laughs> well, we are back again. We are going to uh, review and talk about Elimination Chamber and all the stuff leading up to WrestleMania 37. It's but first, 37 it is year? 37. Can we also talk about how weird it is that Mania is happening in March? It's not. You were wrong in, about that. I don't believe you. It's I, April 10th. What? April, I looked it up. April 10th and 11th, they they set it on the pay-per-view. What? Yeah, WrestleMania 37 will be happening April 10th and 11th or 9th and 10th. I, I can't tell which. It's 10th and 11th. 10th and I 11th. Just looked, okay. I thought, I, I swear, because I specifically looked it up because yeah. my... I don't know why you thought it was March 31st and April 1st. I, so, no, I thought it was March 28th and 29th. Oh. Or like yeah. that Saturday, Sunday, that weekend. Well, because I, my, um, my, my brother invited me up to like visit him. He's just like, yes, let's watch WrestleMania. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's a weird weekend and it doesn't quite yeah. work. And so I specifically looked up when WrestleMania was. I don't know why he was like, I thought, I don't know what I looked up that told me it was in March, but I, anyway. That, that might've been the original plan. Perhaps, yeah. It's... I don't know. Now we have uh, Fast Lane coming up on March twenty first. I just looked this up to see when. Okay. It yeah. Which, if you remember last year, last year was odd because they didn't have Fast Lane. They didn't have Fast Lane, did they? And so the last pod or the last uh, podcast, <laughs> the nice. last pay per view before Mania was Elimination, Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. I think that's. I think that's how it used to be. It I think back been. in like the 2011 days, they just left that March slot open because yeah. Mania is early April yeah, and most pay-per-views at the end of the month, but Mania is mm -hmm. at the start. So they just kind of left it open and they were just like, we're just going to let it develop for a couple more weeks. Yeah. Because I specifically remember it was always the, the, like the road to WrestleMania. It started... It was always just like one, two, three. I, yeah, started with the Rumble, yeah. went to the Chamber, and then they yeah. added Fast Lane, and they named it that because the whole the whole like gimmick of the Road to WrestleMania was already was already established within their marketing, and then they did Roadblock occasionally because yeah. more Road to WrestleMania marketing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about all of that, but first off, we're gonna get into this week in WWE. How uh, exciting! So we're we're not really going to talk about the go home to smack or the go home for SmackDown because it led into the chamber. Yeah, there's not too much to talk about. Oh wait, actually there is one thing I want to talk what? about. Have you seen the results from SmackDown? No. Reginald pinned Nia Jax. What? <laughs> so it was a so it was Bailey has her talk show because everybody has to have a talk show now. Yeah. It's. And hers is ding dong hello. You say now as if it hasn't been this way for the last but ten it hasn't. years. Like if you, well, for the last ten years, sure. Yeah. But yeah, but like if you look back to like the eighties, it's like you had Piper's Pit. Well, that was the eighties. Eighties hardly counts. Yeah, but so yeah, definitely everybody 
recently has had to have any any time show. period that had Hulk Hogan as a champion doesn't count as television. <laughs> Do you mean as a champion of WWE? Because if you don't, that could count like early two thousands. <laughs> I mean, in general. <laughs> oh, so you're just I just dis- I disregard <laughs> any moment of time that had Hulk Hogan involved. You're you're discounting so much because you're you're not remembering he had such a long run in I, DNA. I I'm aware. <laughs> I whatever you think, I I think I'm not dis. I know I'm disregarding. It's that I choose you, to disregard Hulk you, Hogan to such a level. Are you disregarding? So are you disregarding all of wrestling in that time period? Or yeah. Are you, so, so even like <laughs> even like WWE, while Hulk Hogan is in TNA, doesn't matter. <laughs> in your mind, he's just this. Hulk Hogan taints all he, of wrestling. All of it, just with his presence. I. Uh, WrestleMania two years ago was he was just on WWE TV like three weeks ago. It should have been a glorious time with a great WrestleMania. Unfortunately, yeah. he showed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, so it was a tr- so basically, it was going to be talking about like. Oh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair are like kind of buddy buddy now because they're both face, but Sasha is also kind of like a tweener. We'll we'll get into a little more how I think WWE has just taken heel face dynamics and punted it out of the building. So they come out and Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks are like, well, we're both better than you and so we'll beat you up, right? Like it was a basic thing. And then... Bailey, I'm not expecting this next part because Bailey is dressed in like a suit, right? She is dressed as like a talk show host. She is not dressed in her ring gear. Yeah. So out comes Reginald, who is dressed the same way he always dresses, yes. which is like a His... graphic T-shirt tucked into a pair of jeans. Yes. Uh, but it also it like it doesn't look like ring gear. Yeah. And so they just start talking, and he throws out the idea of. A six-person tag team match, which will be Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and not Carmella, but Reginald. Yes, Reginald. Versus Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> and so, basically, it, it's basically a handicap match for Sasha and Bianca. Well, yeah, and this is... this. Like, you say that, and granted, you told me the outcome yeah. beforehand, yeah. but it's the very, it's a super WWE kind of go-home thing yeah. of, like, you, of, like, you don't know, um, like, you can't have whoever's fighting at the pay-per-view, you can't have them fighting each, like, each other directly at all, Yeah. so you put them in a random tag team match, mm-hmm. and generally on the go-home for those tag matches, the faces win. But, Just as yeah. a general rule of thumb. But here's the thing, is that this led to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair facing Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler at the pay-per-view. Yeah, and which so, they... So, in a thing like that, they put them in a tag match, but it's already a yeah. tag match. So you have to make it a six-man tag match yeah, yeah. so that somebody who's not involved in the match can be involved in the decision. Yeah. Because So, technically, it's not the same match. Yeah. So and that's exactly what happened. So 
you know, uh, Banks and Belair fight all three of the heels. And then Nia Jax takes in and I believe it was Bianca Belair kind of gets stunned and just falls towards the corner and takes Reginald in. Mm-hmm. And he, he tries to get a little bit of offense in, but Nia Jax is too big for him. Yes. Uh, and she, you know, she gets offense in on him and she, it's looking like she's just going to pin him. When he reverses, I believe it was a leg drop. He reverses a leg drop, bounces off the ropes, and goes for a crossbody. Mm-hmm. But Nia Jax catches him, except uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks slide into the ring, do a double drop kick to Nia Jax, and Reginald lands on top of her. One, two, three. Nia Jax, or Reginald pinned a women's tag team champion. <laughs> I applaud Reginald. I, just, I, I only mentioned that because I thought you would like it. So. I love Reginald. <laughs> best, best best character, character on TV right now. Best character it's in Reginald. WWE. His I I love and it's just it's super contrived and even the way they portray only in wrestling can you have Carmella and her quote pesky Somalia yeah. Reginald yeah. as they as on commentary in this faux sporting event, they introduce him as a pesky sommelier. Cirque de sommelier. Oh, it's... I love yeah. Reginald. When I grow up, I want to be Reginald. Or The so, Miz, one of the two. Well, I wouldn't want to be The Miz right now, but we'll talk about that <laughs> leading up. Because I want to talk about what happened on Raw. Just give you an overview of what happened on well, Raw. Should we? Should we do the pay-per-view first so then we can talk about the fallout? Of the pay-per-view. You know what? That That's a good idea. So, uh, quickly then, I told you before that we will mention AEW. Mention AEW. This is breaking news that happened today. Breaking news today? Tony Khan, the, the con man himself, okay. has won Booker of the Year for the year 2020. Remember, well, a year in which he was only a booker for like four months. Okay. Now, let's just sit back. I, I, I know we, we kind of want to keep this uh, on the briefer side, right? But let's just sit back and think about all the fantastic angles that w, <laughs> or that AEW put out uh, in 2020. Remember, again, they started in October. So since October. So since October. You have three months oh, to work with in 2020. You, you know what? Actually... I think they started October 2019. Hold on. But even then, let's let's just sit back. Uh, while I look this up, why don't you just let us know? Because there's so many. So just pick like one or two oh. of your favorite angles from AEW. You realize you're asking the worst person in the world. Because you tell me about AEW, and I don't remember any of it. I'm also being incredibly facetious yes <laughs> if you don't i if you um, don't realize so <laughs> God. uh how was the it was october 2019 aha uh-huh. he me. has been a whole year so it has been a whole year but so th- there hasn't been like, so generally the the that is pretty much saying that generally so that award is saying that aew was better booked this year than wwe well, yeah and it's also so it's also worthy to note that it's fan voted 
this is not voted on by sure uh people of the observer like this is not voted on by like dave Meltzer. although i'm sure dave probably would have voted tony khan anyways uh yeah and so this is fan voted and it's basically like best show so like I think it was in like 2015. Triple H won it because okay um, for NXT. Yeah, and you know Vince McMahon won it's, it a bunch in the 90s. Yeah, it's whatever wrestling thing is popular at the time. Yeah, so it's it's not really an indicator of anything. It's just an indicator of like what show has the most fan support. And sure. obviously AEW has the most fan support right now because they've somehow brainwashed people into thinking they're different from WWE. <laughs> Remember, they're having an exploding barbed wire death match on their pay-per-view. But that's indie and extreme and not yes. PG. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we'll we'll talk about like not PG too when you talk about the pay-per-view. And everything not PG is instantly better, right? Ugh. The Attitude Era was the greatest era of wrestling with nothing bad happening at all. It was just Austin and Rock all the time. It's so so amazing to me that, if if I can harp on this for just a little longer, it's so amazing to me that people who rag on WWE just go, I can't believe that WWE is relying on all these nostalgia champions, all these nostalgia acts to come. You brought back Hulk Hogan nine times. AEW signed the big show (laughs) this week. Yeah. Right? Like, like if that's not a nostalgia act, that's not even a good nostalgia act. Right? Like, the big show, perfectly fine person. And yeah. I I personally love watching him, but it's not like he was... Ho- Ho- it's not like he was Hogan. It's not like he was Austin. It's not like he was Rock. At least with WWE bring back a nostalgia act, it's like fucking Ric Flair. Like It's Ric Flair and right. Goldberg. It's Ric Flair. It's Goldberg. It's John Cena. It's the people who were at the top of oh their God, game. Oh, God, John Cena's nostalgia now. Oh, no. I know. I know. Oh, no. But, but I'm right. Like, hey, you know, if this year is just yeah. 2011 all over again, you know who's... You know who's you know who's winning the championship this year. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit about that in uh, our look at the uh, fallout from Elimination Chamber. But let's venture into the Elimination into the Chamber. chamber. Venture into the chamber itself. Venture into uh, and we talked about this previously, right? Yeah, uh, but not on podcast, just between the two of us because that we do that sometimes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we speak we, outside of the room. We occasionally, dis- despite what <laughs> both of us would like to admit, we occasionally have conversations that are not for content. <sighs> They're just for the two of us. How terrible. <laughs> uh, I still think we should monetize all of those things. We should. In there's, some way or another. There is now an app that we could do. It's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like just... Put it like bring it up on your phone and set your phone in between the two of you, and people can listen to you just have a conversation. Right? Yes. Yeah. I I saw seen ads for this. I haven't seen. I saw people on Twitter talking about it, and I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I think we should do it. (laughs) That's what we should do. (laughs) Just like all of our just granted, a lot of our just random conversations are about wrestling, so it's just like a weird extra show. Yeah, it's just like a weird sideshow. But so maybe we'll make that announcement on social media at some point. But (laughs) let's we we were talking about, and I mentioned that I hate that. WWE just has like 
three gimmick matches at least where the whole selling point of the gimmick is this thing will fucking kill you. So, okay, <laughs> to be fair, the Elimination Chamber is probably the thing that is most hyped, like, of that. It's, yeah. it's hyped as, like, Hell in a Cell is up there, yeah. but Elimination Chamber is, like, it is the most right. hyped, dangerous, stipulate, like, to the point that I fully believe that if I ever had to step foot inside the chamber, I would just yeah. immediately explode. Cause, yeah, like, cause I'll say the three, the three stipulation matches that are sold like that are... Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber, and the Money in the Bank ladder match. The Money in the Bank ladder match is not as much as, like, this no. will kill you, but it's, like, the brilliant opportunity. Yeah. Right, and it's, it's also, it's also they say, like, it changes people a lot, right? Yeah. That, that's the thing that they And the thing with the, the Chamber match. is that it is, it's one of those matches that is actually legitimately dangerous. Oh, like sure. it has shortened the career of many of a wrestler because it's just absurd. They've made it a bit safer over the years. Mm -hmm. It's no longer exposed metal grates yeah. as the floor. Yeah. They've at least put an amount of like ringside padding, padding that they would use out there. Mm -hmm. But like the chamber is genuinely the most for the wrestlers dangerous thing and also yeah. it's we'll, hyped. We'll as talk about a dangerous thing. We'll talk thing. about how dangerous it looks in a little bit. Uh but yeah, so our first, our first. Hold on, I I have a question. Oh, yeah. They okay. always, I I've been meaning to ask this for a while. Okay. So when they introduce the Thunderdome, <laughs> yes. and they say yes. they're broadcasting <laughs> the, the from the acclaimed from award the award-winning WWE Thunderdome, <laughs> what, what award did they win? I will look. I will. What look this award up. did the the did the WWE Thunderdome win? Watch it be something that the WWE hands out. I it wouldn't shock me, but hey, every time they announce the Thunderdome, I I ask that question. I'm like, what award did it actually win? They won the Sportel Award. The Sportel Award. Yes, apparently. Let me look this up. Okay, yeah, so the Sportel Award is an international competition recognizing the very best in sports video presentation. Okay. Uh, and they have How, won, what, what, won um... Don't ask follow-up questions. <laughs> I, considering this is literally my industry and I've never heard of it before, mm -hmm. uh, I have many questions. Like, me, yeah. what is it through? How long has it been running? Is it an actual award, or is it just WWE in disguise? Well, no, I don't think so. I think it's all like fairly legitimate. Okay. Well, but yeah. So, question for you before we talk about what did happen on the show. Yes. I want to talk about what didn't happen on the show. And yes. the other day, yeah. you said you would go back and check through the pre show. Because there on this card there is not a women's championship match. Yes, Oscar. So I we should address that now. Is that in last week's episode we were kind of ragging on this Lacey Evans bit, and it's because we both just assumed it was a work. Yeah, like, we didn't do any looking into it. We didn't do any research. We to both be just... fair, everyone involved treated as if it is as if it was a work. Yeah. The only reason we like. No, granted, they could just be like, noops, never mind. Is 
Dave Meltzer said, no, nah, she's legitimately pregnant. Yeah. Presumably yeah. not with Ric Flair's child. Pre- no, it is It is with her own husband's uh, child. Yeah. We, we do know that. She is legitimately pregnant. Uh, congratulations to her, obviously. This will be... Congratulations on pregnating your way out of a Ric Flair storyline. Con- well, and that's kind of the thing, is that like... Okay, I'm going to get a little bit of heat for saying this, but I'm oh, going to say it anyways. Could you not wait three months? What? Like, what? What? <laughs> like, but but think about it. You are about, you are told we're going to have this WrestleMania blow-off match mm-hmm. between you and Charlotte Flair. It's going to be a lot of money. Like, it's a WrestleMania payday. Mm-hmm. Why would you not just, like... I mean, granted, she could still show up like but she can't wrestle no but she can show up and like distract charlotte right she can still make an appearance in the storyline also you because you haven't watched raw and they kind of put the storyline to bed like now they're leaning towards charlotte versus asuka at mania (laughs) Ah! (laughs) and so they could do that but they're not going to and so that's kind of my thing is that i'm like and that was my other thing with Becky Lynch. Is it's like, if you know you're going to get pregnant, or at least you know you're trying. Well, at least Becky wrestled Mania. She did WrestleMania, but like, why not drop the title, right? Like, yeah. don't. But- I guess it's because you can like pick up you. You have a good bit of momentum when you come back. True. You like can, when you, like when Becky yeah. comes back, she can she can. She can just like come in super hot, be yeah. like, "I never, like, I never I, lost the title. I never, like, I, I never lost. I gave up my title." Yeah. And then she can use that and That's be fair. like super face, like Becky face of the coming, be like, "I am good mother. I, I chose yeah. my my family over over wrestling." And yeah. then she can come back and be like, "And I'm back." Yeah. So okay, that's fair, but I'm still kind of like, you know, I, I'm still kind of like, why not just wait a couple it months is to get that nice awkward. Payday? It is awkward timing yeah. that she I I'm going to go off the assumption that it was like a planned like let's have a baby pregnancy just cuz I I just choose to operate but, in, yeah. under that assumption and yeah, I find sure. it interesting that like that decision comes like as this is the current storyline at hand yeah and it makes me a little curious if 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 like she was talking like say like with her friends within the company yeah and they were like okay so in like x number of weeks or like sometime soon she is going to have another baby let's find a way to write her off tv when she decides to do so So you you think this whole you think this whole angle was just a way to write lacy off tv because she was i think it's possible I think okay. I think because if it's not and it just happened to fall this way, it's awful convenient that yeah, that the storyline that Lacey is in when she gets pregnant and decides to have another baby is is something that is easily written in. Ah, she's pregnant and having baby. Yeah, I so I always just assume that it was kind of like that it was kind of that, right? Because it, it was an awful hard shift from, like, the week prior to her announcement. They like, they came out on Raw and were, like, very explicit and, like, we are not having sex. We are not doing it. We both really want to, 
but we're not going to. This is purely professional. And then next week, Ric Flair comes out saying, call me daddy. And then, spoiler for Raw, he comes out this week saying, the kid's not mine. What? <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into that when we do. But let's talk about what was on the Chamber uh, pay-per-view, including our first Chamber match, the SmackDown Championship match between Sami Zayn. It's not a championship match. Well, yes. The SmackDown, the SmackDown match, yes. number one contenders the match. The SmackDown immediate number one contenders immediate title shot match between Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, uh, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan... Jey Uso and Kevin Owens. You got him. And I am very happy with when I was watching this, as soon as I saw the four people in the pod, and so you know yeah. who's starting, I predicted, I booked exactly how this match should go. Where I said, because you should always start a chamber match with two people who are very good workers. Yeah. That way, you're you don't have to go to the high spots right yeah, away. Yeah, it's save like that. in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the first two participants are like yeah, like a Dolph Ziggler and a Daniel Bryan. A who? A Dolph Ziggler? A Ziggler. That's what you, you said. A Dolph Ziggler and a Daniel Bryan. But yeah. like two people that can carry like some good excitement by themselves for yeah. a little bit until more right. people came in, which they, the two of them, just kind of went for a while it felt Cesaro like it was a yeah, yeah it felt like it was a long time before the first pod opened up yeah so the first two in were cesaro and daniel bryan uh, uh i have and... i have a few notes regarding the uh just before the match i've come to this realization that sammy Zayn's uh current sammy Zayn is just 2011 r-truth but with entrance music yeah, kind of. Where he's like, it's a conspiracy. Except it's it also weirds. They've always done those storylines though. Like they did it with they did it with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn when Daniel Bryan came back at Mania. Yeah, I guess. Uh, when, but I, I I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. But just because the the whole thing is that like he's a heel and he's just yelling nothing things at people yeah. because it's all a conspiracy. Still, I still love his his I am the Intercontinental Champion shirt. Yeah. I've never been so tempted. It's been a while yeah. since I've been so tempted to buy a bit of WWE merch than just the plain black t-shirt <laughs> that says, white, with yeah. the white, plain white text that just says, I am the Intercontinental Champion. I, I would maybe buy that shirt. It's so good. I uh, would maybe buy that shirt. I would maybe buy the shirt that has the same exact design, but it's just $9.99. <laughs> advertising the network yeah uh at one point as they're getting in uh because kevin owens is the first person that yeah. is no he's the second person in the pods uh because sammy no, he was the, no, he he was was the, the first? first okay yeah. uh so he is in the pods and in an in i guess in an attempt to intimidate yeah. the incoming sammy zane i think he just starts headbutting yeah. the glass yeah i'm like that's like a, Kevin Garnett before a basketball Like, that's game. a questionable strategy. You just whack your head against a piece of glass before a match in an intimidation strategy. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen before. It I made this quite odd. I've made, uh, I made this note before the match started, and I feel vindicated because it came to pass. 
my note that I made is just learn that the pods have an outward facing door could oh, be yeah. used question mark because I've never seen because when they were in the pod the ref specifically like they it's a removable outward door yeah that they I don't know why I think that's new yeah because they made a point of I think when Kofi or when someone got in a pod they made a point of closing the outward like putting on the outward facing door and locking it yeah but I've never seen them do I'm like why would you have that yeah when they everyone enters and exits within the ring like inside the ring and so I was just like I've never seen that before I bet they use it I bet they do and they did uh they're uh oh before this let me tell you something that annoyed me Before, so when the four people get in the pods, when KO, Sammy, uh, Jey Uso, and Corbin, once they're in the pods, so at the start of the pay-per-view, they had the, um, they played the Elimination Chamber hype, the video package, just for the chamber itself. Yeah. And then they started doing entrances. And then four people, they once everyone got in their pods, then without warning... It just like cut to this matches video yeah. package. It, and they did that later too. And it really it made me mad because I genuinely thought my like network restarted because it's just like hard cut, zero warning. Now it's a video package. I'm like, did I is what? The, yeah, and they As, did that for the raw match too, where they did a mm-hmm. they they did kind of a vignette for the chamber itself. And then they did one for the raw storyline. Yeah, which makes like I get it for the for the for the opening match, but it's normally yeah. the opening match is something that is just like a good match that doesn't need a ton of story going into it. So sure. you can just play the pay per views video package and just get straight into the match. Yeah, yeah. But for this one, it was like video package four of the six entrances, random video package again, and it did not flow it wasn't like i wish there was like a transitional graphic or something where it's just like how did we get here kind of thing where like you know the in sports like the graphic like whenever they show a replay they pull up the elimination like if they did a a video transition but it's just hard cut hard cut and i genuinely thought like my network restarted and i was just like okay and it took me like a minute in the package i'm like is this and i had to sit there is this of a like a generic elimination like chamber package or is it this match oh it's for this match why did they put it in right now after four of the entrances and then the package ends and two more entrances happen so they just plop a video package in the middle of the entrances without warning and without like smoothing it into the process and it infuriated me <laughs> this is this is an awful long rant for something that probably angered only you. Yes, it did anger only me, but it angered me greatly. <laughs> I'm very passionate about video packages. I thought it was just weird that they did the same chamber package twice. That's where I stand on that. But we'll talk about... Uh, like I was saying, you always kind of start this with two workers, and so it was a good idea to start it with Cesaro and Daniel Bryan because they can kind of start slow 
I'm sorry. Aaron just gave a like a pouting look, like he still wanted to talk about the video. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't just sit here and talk about the video packages. Why for two not? Hours. I want to talk about the video packages. <laughs> okay. So after that, I I said, okay, this is how how I was thinking about it, right? So you have to your your first entrant has to be a heel. They I have, guess. Because, and we'll talk about this in the Raw match, uh, because you can't have the baby faces fight each other, at least not right away, right? There needs to be at least a little bit of, like, semblance in order to it. And so you have the heels come, you have two heels come in, mm-hmm. right, to the one baby face, and that way the heels can kind of Well, it's, it's interesting because in this case, you had, like, two kind of baby faces fighting each other. And it was, yeah. and it was, and it was good on the base of just like ah yes, it's it's the whole it's it's the whole thing that it's a lot easier to have a a yeah. face versus face match than a heel versus heel match because it's just like ah I yes, disagree. Res- just like respect for, because it's just like you can do the whole just like ah in the spirit of competition and and like we're just gonna go out and have a good match hunky dory and then so it's Brian so, and Cesaro could do that yeah but. The thing is, in this specific thing, you have to have a heel enter because then you can't really like you can have two baby faces fighting each other. You can't have three baby yeah. faces fighting each other. But Cesaro is also he's not a full baby face yet. They're definitely like trending that way, but he's still kind of a heel. He's 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 definitely like a tweener right now. So and so he could definitely he could easily switch to the more heelish persona, which he did. Uh in a great spot that we'll talk about later. Uh, and so I'm looking at, okay, so who are the heels of your matches? So you have Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Jey Uso. Yep. And I thought, okay, well, Jey Uso has to be last. Yeah, probably. Because you have to do the thing where it's kind of implied that Roman pulled some strings backstage mm-hmm. and got Jey Uso to come in last. So it's between Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn. They could have had Sami Zayn, and then he has something to yell about. Yeah, they could have done that. I honestly, in my head, just flipped a coin, and I said, I think it's probably going to be Corbin. Yeah, and also just the two people in the ring. Corbin is the person that yeah. you would see going in and just, like, wreaking havoc upon. And sure enough, entrant number one, Baron Corbin. So he comes in. Though with So they clearly had, like, mics in the pods. Yes. And this I... This is so weird to me, because this is the first year they've done that. Yeah, and it's... It's mostly my assumption is to again make up for like a lack of natural like in arena yeah. atmosphere, Noise. and so like you could clearly hear people w- inside the pods really clearly, and I my favorite just I just love Sami Zayn just yeah. just yeah. as as it's going and he's just going not mine 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 and it goes to Corbin's like yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. and he just like yeah. shuts up again but just as it goes just like no 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 and then when his eventually opens, just like come on yeah <laughs> i i will say we had i had my favorite moment a little later in the raw match uh that we'll talk i about. my favorite i think my favorite moment it's so i think i've come to the realization i came to this realization during the raw match but i think i'm just not a fan of chamber matches i don't know why i find them kind of yeah. slow and a little boring and I think it's very telling that my favorite moment of this match is Sammy in his pond going, not mine, not mine, yeah. not mine, not mine, not mine. It's, they're too... They're, I, I know 
So at one point, we will eventually do a podcast that is fixing all the uh, stipulation matches in WWE. (laughs) Because I have theories on how to fix almost every stipulation match in WWE uh, and make it better. And I guess a spoiler for that one is one of mine for the chamber match is shorten the interval in between when the pods open. I think that would help a lot if it... Though the kendo stick on a pole match is already perfect, so don't you (laughs) dare touch it. Uh... The Viagra on a pole match, however, <laughs> needs to. There are a few. Few. We notes. need some exploding vacuum tubes. Uh, so we'll, we'll. That'll be a podcast for another day. Uh, but I I think three minutes is a good interval instead of five. Five is just a little too long. It starts to get a little long towards the end, mm-hmm. and so you have three minutes. And then if you have like a really hot segment where it's re you know it, people are really interested in it then you oh. can p- pull five minutes because it's kind of like wwe has never been consistent no with their times. it doesn't need that's the thing like i didn't even know i don't i didn't even know what the interval between yeah. was because it's wwe and they're just gonna open the pod whenever like the pacing of the yeah. match calls for it so they they didn't say it in this pay-per-view they they just said it was at regularly scheduled intervals which is a lie but Uh, sure yeah which is a lie but in previous pay-per-views they have said it's five minutes every five minutes another chamber will yeah but that's it's a weird it's and it's the same thing with the rumble where they say every 90 seconds but it's it's not it's give or take for a while there were a couple years where i timed yeah uh intervals just because i was curious as to what the interval was but it's, it's anywhere between 60 seconds and two minutes. Yeah, pretty much. I sometimes uh, when I did the rumble, if someone just like stormed in, like they they did it within like 28 seconds at times, like under 30 seconds every once in a while for the rumble. But like, sure. it's like I also I'm also not upset that there's not a regular interval interval because you don't need it and because. It's live, and you need some wiggle room. Because if if they if say the the workers pick up the pace a bit and they get through all their spots that they need to, but they if they were really cruising and it they got through it quick, and the pace of the match would call for another pod open. But oh, we have another ninety seconds to burn as we're waiting for this pod to open. Guess we'll just lay here for a bit. And yeah, so the, the aerial shots where it's like. Boop, 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 boop. I I do wish they'd just kind of be like, like that, and it just yeah. Opens. But then you wouldn't have Sammy going, not me, not me, not yeah. me, not me, not me. Although I, here's here's an idea I want to run run by you, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of gives uh, AJ Styles and his like entry into it, and we'll talk about that in the raw one. Gave me this idea of what if instead of regular intervals inside each chamber was a little button and you could just hit that button to go in first person hit the button goes in uh-huh and so basically you could have a heel sitting around just waiting 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 big move hit boom hits the button rushes and tries to steal the pin he's now in but is it still like after x amount of time the pot opens on its own then no then how would then Sami Zayn would just sit in his pod for forever. Well, like he did here, like he tried to do here. And that he, every, every year, 
there's a heel who doesn't want to enter the match, so he like tries to hold the door closed. And if he doesn't have to enter the match, he's just not going to. But then you have no chance of winning. You do if you theoretically you just sit in your pod and then every single other person is eliminated and the person in the ring is absolutely wrecked and then you enter. And then it's but if a bunch of heels just That'd do be that a great heel move though. I mean, yeah, if you do it once. Well, don't do it every match. But there's like there's no reason not to then. Like within the context of the match, there's absolutely no reason to ever open up your pod. Here's okay. Because here's, even here's if thing? even if it's like, oh, good opportunity for the pinfall, then you're in the match when it would just be better to let somebody else do it. Another idea? What if the buttons are on the outside? Then there's no point to the pod order. No, no. Like, what if the buttons are on the outside and the people in the ring hit it and they decide yeah, who Yeah, that's what it? I mean. Then there's no point to – because then, like, just to start the match, Kevin Owens could go straight over to Jey Uso's and open it right up. And there's no sure. point of – of like anticipation because the chamber is always full of a bunch of mini feuds and then everyone would just go to their rivals, open up right away and start beating each other up. Then there's not any point to like interval pod openings. We're spending too long trying to fix this match. So Baron Corbin comes in, uh, slows the match down right away as he's wont to do. Yeah. It's Corbin. Nothing really happens. Give Corbin the belt. You cowards. Nothing really happens worth mentioning until Sami Zayn's pot opens. And then my favorite fucking spot of the match where he holds, he hold, he's holding his door shut. Because the other new addition is like. There's two doors it, now. It's, there's two doors. Three, is, technically, including three, the yeah. outside one. Which it's it's like It's like a big rotating yeah. thing. And so he's, he's holding one door shut while the other one just opens. And Cesaro just walks in behind him. <laughs> Kind of like taps him on the shoulder and then just bounces his face off the glass. It's incredible. It. It, it was my favorite spot of the match because it's Cesaro just being like, fuck you. I'm pulling you into this match. It was it was so amazing. It was it was like a Looney Tunes bit where it's it just was, like well, and thought. because he I stopped, Sammy stopped what he because he was trying and he was like arguing with I yeah. think it was Corbin on the other side of yeah, the door and he stopped and it was like. He's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> and then whack. It was it was like freeze frame right before Cesaro moves. So you're probably wondering how I got into this situation. Yeah. yeah. It was it oh, was straight oh, loose. Oh. She's like, he's right behind me, isn't he? Yep. Whack. Yeah. It was it was so funny and so perfect and such a great way for Sami Zayn to enter the match. So he comes in. Uh, and he he also does this spot with Daniel Bryan, and this is where I realized what the chamber really needs. What the chamber needs is to be constructed. Just hear me out. Oh no! <laughs> the chamber needs to be constructed. I think we need a counter of just like how, how many, many times I've said hear me out. How many times we just get just just the worst? Like <laughs> I said, I was the secret love child of Vince Russo, but like. I'm How many not the secret love child of Vince Russo? I, if anything, I'm the secret love child of Paul Heyman and his dream wrestler, whatever that would be. Uh. Because the the chamber kind of has this cool look to it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look 
killer, right? It looks constructed. If you kind of get what I mean, it doesn't look like, say what you want about Hell in a Cell. It looks like it would fucking hurt to be rammed into that cell. Yeah. Right. I think the chamber looks even worse. Oh, no. I don't think it looks when when the chains bend like that, it doesn't look painful. And so I think the chamber needs to be constructed. But it is. It looks more painful than the normal like chain link fence of the cell. Because like as a kid, because as a well, I'm you compared it to hell in a cell. Yeah. And like. I would argue that the chains of the chamber look worse than, say, like the cell, because the cell is just a bunch of chain link wall f- walls. But like you've, everyone as a kid has bounced off a chain link fence, and you just bounce right off of it. Yeah, that's kind of the point of it. And but like the 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 not the not chain link, but the the linked chain walls, yeah. especially now because they're pulled taut, whereas before they were loose. They're Espe- still loose, though, because they're, they're, they're still kind of bent. loose. There's still quite a bit of bad. There is, but they're not, like, they're not, like, sag drop. Sami Zayn was literally bouncing off of them like a rope. Well, yeah, because you need some amount of give to make a spectacle. Yeah. Like, if it's just, like, a con- like you can't bounce off of a concrete no. wall. But but here's, here's what I'm saying, right? Is that if you're going to be ramming people into the sides, it needs to look like there's less give. And it needs to look like it really hurts. That's why I think the chamber match, especially if you're going to bill it as, like, this match will end lives, construct it out of steel beams like the Punjabi Playboy match. Or the Punjabi The Punjabi Playboy match? The Punjabi prison match, where it's just steel beams running up and across. And you run into those things, and it's just like... There is no give, and it looks just horrible, right? And then you can really, then you can really like rant. the The only spot that really looked like it hurt was when Ethan, what the chamber already shortens careers, and it already <laughs> injures it, people on a yearly basis. People have died within this chamber match. No, 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 no. Like legitimately, it is the worst match. That is the most dangerous. And you want to make it more dangerous. Well, in a way that will make it, that won't give it any more excitement. Because, okay. So don't if you're actually be ramming people's head into no, steel but bars, there's, work it. there's less room for error. So when there's an amount of give, the reason it needs to have an amount of give, it's like the ring rope. So you can bounce off it. So whatever speed you hit it with, you come off with a bit of the thing. Yeah. When it's just a solid beam, you just and stop. Yeah. And so there's no room for a like, it's like good selling is when you sell like. Uh, like when Dolph Ziggler sells a big shot and he yeah. like hits it and he almost springs up again before falling again because it's like a bounce off a solid thing. If you sell the wall as solid but sell it as it's not, then you get the whole, oh, he hit it so hard he just bounced off. And that gives it more impact and it's safer for the wrestler and it's easier to perform sure. because you're conserving, you're saving your speed and your energy. You need to burn less energy because you if you if there's amount of give, then you bounce off it and you have and you still maintain that momentum. Whereas if it's solid, you just go near it and you stop. Here's- and there's nothing conserving your momentum. You're just hitting a literal wall and then you're putting yourself at risk and you're 
and you're slowing down the speed of the match because you're you have no way of conserving momentum and it's just here's my suggestion for how you would book something like this if it if it was built out of this one rule number one not everybody does this. You have also you need a way to film through it. You you have well you put the camera people inside like you have now. But you also need like the hard cam because yeah. of the sporting. The hard cam is very important to wrestling. Oh no yeah. You can't have it just be those handheld cams, especially with the Kevin Dunn style yeah. of sweeping of very that. quick sweeping edits. It's you can't have it. You need to be able to see the match through the hard cam in some way or another. Sure. But anyways, Which is also the biggest criticism yeah. of the Punjabi prison match is because you yeah. can't see it. So this is how I would, number one, you have at most one person hit the wall per match. You don't do the thing where. Then what's every, the point? Every, because if you're not going to make. how you sell it. This is how you sell it. You have Cesaro just like, let's say Cesaro, right? And then and just have a normal grabs, match with a knife at the side of the he, ring. And he grabs Daniel Bryan's head. And he rams it into the wall. Obviously, Daniel Bryan is working, right? He puts his hands up and he rams his forehead into his hands, right? But he rams it into the wall. And instead of bouncing off and looking like he had a bit of momentum, he just drops. But they can already do that. Because the the chamber is constructed not only with the link change, but there's also the metal support beams. But they never use those beams. Well, you can just use those beams, and well, you don't need to reconstruct the chamber in a way that gives it, that gives the workers less pos- looked, less working room. Maybe this is just me because I am a big fan of like, like if you look at how NXT you're a is big set fan up, of death. Well, yeah, but no, like if you look how NXT is set up, where it looks gritty and it looks almost kind of underground. I'm a big fan of that aesthetic. We've already established that raw underground is a bad idea. No, it was a bad idea, but uh, it, it didn't look good. But I'm a big fan of that aesthetic, and so I just thought that the chamber looks too polished, right? Mm. It looks too... My only criticism yeah. with the chamber construction is the glass, is that so, it's it's very clear. It's clearly but there's, plexiglass. Yeah, it's very clear, like very mendable, but there's yeah. also no way for you to really fix that, especially yeah. with how often people get Go thrown into it. it. Unless you do like a pane of sugar glass. No, but then it that. shatters, and it... Yeah. And you want them to be able to hit the thing yeah. and then come off. Yeah. So, and so my the, my only criticism of the chamber's construction is that. It's... Yeah. No, I... Mm. So, anyways, we'll... Uh, so, Kevin Owens comes in next after that. So, Sami Zayn, yeah. So, yeah, that was the one spot that I mentioned before that looked really stupid was Sami Zayn bouncing off the chains like they're just another rope and then bounces off the rope and then Danny Bride runs him back into the chains and he runs back into the ropes and they do this they're used, there's this stupid spot in 2K20, WWE 2K20 where you can like push somebody into the ropes, they'll bounce off and you can hit them in the back and then they'll bounce off and you can hit them in the back mm-hmm. and it's the same thing and I just think it looks stupid because it doesn't look like how something like that would actually go I think if you ran into those chains once or twice, you'd just stop moving. Like, Are you saying wrestling's contrived? <sighs> but you can make it look real. Like that's what I'm that's kind of what I'm saying is that like I understand that it's a work and that you're supposed to make it look painful, but you can also make it look real. But anyway, so the next entrant is Kevin Owens. 
uh, Sami Zayn kind of has this fun bit with him where he's like, you and me, we're, we're buddies. We used to be buddies, right? And they don't think we can do this. And like he he's giving this whole diatribe and then just halfway through Kevin Owens just super kicks him. Yep. <laughs> just no, shut up. <laughs> yeah. And goes into the ring. Kevin Owens tears up. Uh, Jay Uso comes in last and Aaron, you know what? We were wrong. We were wrong we on were last, wrong. last week's podcast because last week we said everything has been done in the chamber before. <laughs> But I genuinely think the somebody traps another person's arm in the door. That's a good one. I, I don't think that's been done before. I, and it looked pretty good. In my notes, I said caught in the door is a new one. Yeah, yeah, caught in the door. And so Jey Uso, so uh, Kevin Owens stunners Cesaro, I believe it was. I, I believe Kevin Owens eliminates Cesaro. The refs open the big like metal sliding door that the people who are eliminated walk mm-hmm. out. And before they can shut it, Jay Uso rakes Kevin Owens' eyes, throws him in between the door, and then just starts slamming the door on his arm. Yeah, uh, he super kicks him a couple times with his door cut in the or caught in the arm. Throws Kevin Owens back in the ring. Big splash. One, two, three. So then the finishing spot here was Jay Uso and Daniel Bryan and are the then, last two in the match. Yeah, after KO, then Cesaro is eliminated. Yeah. Also with a frog splash. Cesaro is eliminated. Yeah, and so. The last two in the match are Daniel Bryan and Jay Uso, and Uso is getting a lot of offense in. Goes to the top of the pod to do a splash off of that. Daniel Bryan gets his splash legs up. in quotes. It was not a great splash. The, it was not. My issue with the whole like doing a splash and gets the knees up. It's a very much a flying nothing. Yeah. Where they they land just about on there because there's no way to actually like do a splash and get caught and then and then get knees caught because either your ribs are gonna break or their knees are gonna break. Yeah. So they have to like stop their momentum a bit. Mm-hmm. There's no but way to safely do it. Sure. My, but my solution to that is to just not do it because the splashes like that, like this one, it looked really bad because yeah. instead of doing a splash, he just kind of jumped. It looked like he just kind of jumped down, landed on his feet. I'm like, oh, that's you could not you good. could do the knees up. I think it would be cool to do knees up on a senton. I think that's a little less dangerous. I think it's even more dangerous. Uh, the then... the back has a lot less give to it than say like like it's it's less dangerous for the person doing it, but in terms of snapping their kneecaps but as long as you land on their shins and not on their knees there's a little more it's a little more flat on flat with the back on legs are not springs no and i understand that. they they will hit a point and they will just break i understand that, and but. it's and like a 220 plus pound wrestler jumping from any height land and you put your knees up and you try and like spring them off like that that's going to do damage to your legs oh sure i yeah i don't know i think it would be a little safe i also and and plus if you try and do a senton you also have less control of what your of what happens because like with a senton you just like you fall onto your back and you just let gravity take it Whereas with a splash, the reason they do the splash is because the person doing it is in control. They can they they can choose like how they land with their legs, what happens, they can see their but opponent, they can aim properly. Here's here's my other thing, is that like 
if Finn Balor can do a thousand coup de grace and never break anybody's chest, I think you could probably do this once in a while and not have a gigantic injury come out of it. Like the coup de grace and getting the knees up two completely different things. But the coup de grace, you have Finn Balor who is probably upwards of 200 pounds just but he's not actually like he usually doesn't actually land the the weight it's he usually lands not straight down like a pencil he lands off a little bit so that the so that his weight either carries him slightly forward or backwards so his momentum carries him so so the impact is there's still some impact on the chest or it he does a coup de gras in like 19 different ways because there there have been times when he lands pencil but when that happens the person taking it has like their hands on their chest so that it's like it's like a whoo onto your like onto flat hands mm-hmm. uh or or again he either undershoots or overshoots it a bit so that his momentum so like his his feet make contact and but the majority of his weight doesn't land and it either lands backwards or forwards or he does it like uh whenever kofi does like a two-footed stomp where like an impact goes and then he just splits his legs so that it hits on either side the coup de gras is not an actual literal i stand and i land straight on your chest full weight no but like shin like the the quote i remember is shinsuke nakamura has talked about it feels like a gunshot to your chest Mm -hmm. and so i just i don't know i think i think there are ways of safely doing it but i agree it does kind of look stupid so anyways danny bryan gets the knees up Uso hits it, rolls off, and then I believe Brian hit a flying knee. Yep. Which is actually a flying elbow when you look at it. Yeah. They've started, like, filming it super close so you can tell he goes past them with his knee and hits them with his mm-hmm. elbow. Oh, there was, a, there was a part of this, going back a little bit, there was a part where uh, Brian was, um, I think he was fighting Sam. No, he was fighting Jey Uso earlier in the match. And he was like, he had Brian against like the thing, and then he came in with a fist. And the thing that WWE replays replays do is they'll go super slow, and then they'll go super fast once the actual move happens to make it look like they'll be like, look at this impact, and then they'll go super slow because it's not a real thing. They have to go super fast. But if it's if actual impact happens, then they'll take the whole thing so like an actual sports replay, and they had a dedicated replay. For Daniel Bryan, uh, who has retired due to concussions, just getting whacked on the side of the head for realsies. And that made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah. normal, like, head spots where, like, you can get your hands up. And, like, yes, it's fine. It's wrestling. But actual, literal, yes. Daniel Bryan, who has a history of head trauma, getting whacked for realsies on the side of the head, and you see the actual impact. We're going to highlight that and play it in slow motion as you see what's left of his brain cells rattling. (laughs) The last two that he has. Yeah. So, anyways, Bryan wins, covers the Uso, one, two, three. Roman comes out. We don't need to spend too long in this match. I, Roman Roman, basi- Roman basically gets a Money in the Bank cash-in on yeah. his own title. Yeah. Uh, Roman comes out. He comes out. Spear. Dan Bryan locks in the yes lock. Which, as soon as Bryan locks in the yes lock, Michael Cole starts screaming, Bryan's going to win, Bryan's going to win, Bryan's going to win. At which point you know he's not going to win. I, I know, because if here, here's the thing. Because I could feel this 
in me where if they weren't screaming Brian's going to win, I think I might have bought the false finish. Yeah. Right? Like if they just scream like, oh my God, what's happening? Brian, where's this burst of energy coming from? Brian locks in the yes lock. Right? And then all of a sudden, Roman can kind of pull out of it or power out of it, right? Mm-hmm. But And I think I would have bought the false finish as like, maybe they do put the title on Brian to do Daniel Bryan versus Edge at Mania as kind of like this face versus face kind of like send-off match, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Roman just kind of powers out of it, blah, blah, blah. He beats down Daniel Bryan, locks in the triangle uh, choke, which I I think they now do just call the triangle. I know they, they tried to call it like the the chief's bounty or some, something, something stupid like that, and I think now they do just call it like it's a triangle choke. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, yeah. and they announce uh, so Brian passes out, passes out, and they ref stops the match. Yeah, they stop. They call it, and they on the mic they announced that it was via submission. That was not via submission. That was they, via knockout. They do they do that though, where they they and call it, that via submission, and it makes and and I was glad. Uh, I was at least happy to see on. Um, it's really if you were if you were going to oh that's so it's interesting yeah. as things change because on Wikipedia on the night of uh, it was listed as knockout and now it's yeah. technical submission which I think is the better term for it yeah but it's not a submission Brian didn't tap out yeah he was unable to continue if you if you were going off of the precedent set by the UFC you would call that as uh, Roman Reigns wins via ref stoppage. Yeah. The ref has stopped the match because he doesn't think Danny Bryan can continue. Yeah. A knockout is more the result of a blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, or but I I used knockout as yeah. as basically like as Bryan was unable to yeah. continue. Yeah. The yeah, you would technically say win by ref stoppage. Yeah. Right? But but I like I'm the, not too concerned with I, that. Yeah, I just I think technical submission is a good term for it. Technical submission too. Would, it's would it's not good. a submission submission, but it was yeah. kind of. So then, after weeks and weeks of building and weeks of weeks of who's it going to be, and them teasing that it was going to be Finn Balor versus Edge, Edge comes out, spears Roman Reigns, and the announcers just say Edge has made his choice; he's going to face Roman Reigns. And it's announced later on in the uh, pay per view that yes, it will be Spear versus Fear. They already have the graphics, so why not? Uh, it's going to be Edge versus Roman Reigns at which Mania. they they were so close. We were so close to getting our Daniel Bryan thing that we had predicted. We were so very close. close. I was like, yes, it's setting up. We were right, and I was it was just like, eh. yeah. it was like I was like, oh, at least it sets up Mania that Daniel Bryan that like Roman Reigns had to come in with when. Yeah. Brian was a spider with seven legs picked off mm-hmm. and like and coming in and having to win and, that way like oh it sets up a mania thing it's like nope just edge and I wish for some reason I wish at least if they had done that they would have given Brian something like here's how I would have here's how I would have booked the end of this match right so Daniel Bryan wins the chamber and immediately Roman just starts making his way down staring menacingly the chamber you know rises up uh and Roman kind of pulls Uso out, checks on him, makes sure, you know, oh, family's family, whatever. Slides and goes for the spear. Locks in the yes lock near the ropes like mm-hmm. they were. Right. Ref's back is turned to the ropes. Uso gets up, kind of staggers to his feet, 
super kicks Daniel Bryan through the ropes. Roman rolls him over, pins him one, two, three. Then you can have Edge come out and spear Roman, Edge versus Roman at Mania, and you can set up Bryan versus Jey Uso at Mania, and then you can have Roman versus Bryan at uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah. Right, and you can have Daniel Bryan beat Jey Uso and then go and say, I beat your cousin, stop running from me. You yeah, know, why don't why don't we have a match at Money in the Bank, right? That's how I would have said. Because now it's like, what's Ryan going to do at Mania? Uh, <laughs> look over there! It, look, everybody, it's Nia Jax. What? <laughs> she's she's not like most girls. Uh, so the next match on the card here was actually it was well, not the women's. well. Next up is a thing backstage with Bad Bunny and <sighs> the Miz. Can we? I don't... Here's the thing. I'm not against celebrity matches at Mania. Mm-hmm. Celebrity matches at Mania have They're kind always... of a tradition at this they're, point. They're a tradition. You, Granted, and... they were a tradition at the first Mania. That's right. kind of... Celebrity matches what the first WrestleMania yeah. 1 was built on. Built on, right. But if you do it, you can't have it start at the Rumble. It's a long time. It's a long time, and because if you do that, then you have to make it look like the wrestler can't hold their own against a celebrity who's never fought in their life. Yeah, it has to be. There's one of two ways that you can do it. You can start it at the Rumble with somebody like a Mike Tyson or a hint hint Conor McGregor, who is a professional fighter in real life, and the announcers can put over like even though he hasn't fought in WWE, he is a quote unquote champion yeah right and so it gives a little bit of validity to to that or you start it like two weeks before mania yeah right like you start two weeks before mania just have a bunch of promos and then uh you can have the match at mania right but you the longer you have a celebrity build for the more grown worthy it gets yeah and it's because like there's only so much that you can do in that time. Yeah. Like, this yeah. whole thing could have been set up within, like, just the month before Mania. It could have been set up following Fastlane. Yeah. It really... But now you have, like, Bad Bunny just kind of standing around. Doing with, nothing. Doing nothing with the 24-7 title. Yeah. And you have Damian Priest, who kind of, by extension of being with Bad Bunny, <sighs> isn't allowed to do anything else. Poor Damien Priest. I feel so bad for him. And then you have, like... We'll, we'll talk about him. So you have Damien Priest, who's kind of stuck with that. And you also, like, now R-Truth has nothing to do because yeah. he can't he can't fight for his title back because that because the feud isn't Bad Bunny, Damien Priest versus R-Truth. It's them versus The Miz and Morrison. Yeah. So you... So you restricted what Damian Priest can do. You've taken away the one thing you've given our truth in the yeah. past couple of years. Right. And so there it's just kind of and it's just it's so long and it just yeah. drags and there's it's just like, yep, Bad Bunny's still here for some reason. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. This is how I want to book this. Uh, I'm gonna book this on the fly. WWE, you can use this. Go ahead. Fast lane. So Raw next week, or Raw, I guess this week as this comes out, Raw today, will be Bobby Lashley versus The Miz for the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. I think you have the title change on Raw. Mm-hmm. Put over Bobby Lashley. We'll talk about Bobby Lashley later. I think you're wrong on him. Anyways, so now you have Miz and Morrison set up, and instead of at Mania, 
swerve, it's at fast lane. And you have Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest win. And they've been doing this thing on Raw where R-Truth will try to like sneak one over on Bad Bunny, but Damian Priest will stop him. Mm-hmm. And you have R-Truth come out and he says something along the lines of, you've been protecting Bugs Buddy for so long. Bugs Bunny. He calls him Bugs Buddy. He says, you've been protecting Bugs Buddy for so long. Well, I just found my Elmer Fudd. Do, 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 do. Mania match. John Cena and R-Truth team together. The childhood hero versus Bad Bunny and Damien Priest. What? Nah! <laughs> Why? If you're going to do a Did you just seriously cut yourself? Did you start to say the words, why not? I can think of many reasons. First of all, there is zero chance that John Cena is ever going to compete against the celebrity thing unless it's that one dude whose name I don't remember. The Rock? No! (laughs) The guy who cost Cena the title, whatever. Oh, John Stewart? Yeah, unless it's John Stewart. You would, would you? You're telling me you would rather? No, see no, no, no. John I'm saying Stewart versus John Cena. John Stewart, who's like sixty <laughs> years old. Remember? No, I'm saying that you can't have John C. You can't have Big Match John against whatever celebrity you have come in because yes, that's you can. because that's not who John Cena. Why would John Cena? The the great treasure superhero to the masses want to fight Bad Bunny. He doesn't want to fight. There's no reason. He, he doesn't want to fight Bad Bunny. He wants to help our truth. Why? Because our truth is the in WWE's mind. Our truth is You'd have the to turn... encapsulation of all these John Cena fans. Remember, John Cena is our truth's childhood hero. But here's the thing. You John Cena and Bad Bunny are like they have the same narrative place I don't think in you, WWE. I don't think you have John Cena versus Bad Bunny. This is why you have a tag match, is I think you have... But why is John Cena a part of it, is the thing. There's no reason for it. To give R-Truth a partner and to pay off the childhood hero thing. You could have R-Truth and The Miz, because they used to be a tag team. The Awesome Truth was a legitimate thing. The yeah. Awesome Truth fought the team of John Cena and The Rock yeah. at Survivor Series. Yeah. Okay, but here's how I would book that match, right? Is you have R-Truth and Bad Bunny start it, and R-Truth rolls Bad Bunny up. One, two, three, match is over. However, R-Truth announces, no, that was for the title, that was for the title. So now the 24-7 championship just switches to R-Truth. They restart the match, and most of the match is John Cena versus Damian Priest. And you put Damian Priest over as the dude who beat John Cena at Mania. You Mm. don't have, right? You could even, after R-Truth rolls up Bad Bunny, you could have the two of them run to the back to do more 27 or 24-7 stuff. 27, 365, I-84. I-84, yeah. Uh, And then just have Damian Priest versus, versus John Cena with Damian Priest going over to kind of give him a nice little push into the post-mania run. And so you you don't have Bad Bunny and John Cena interact at all, right? But anyways, the next match on... The next actual match on this show 
was the United States triple threat match uh, between Bobby Lashley, Riddle, I keep wanting to say Matt Riddle, and not Keith Lee because Vince McMahon doesn't like Keith Lee, John, John Morrison. Morrison. Uh, Granted, there was one spot in this in match this that match, I want to talk about. I, you can't, with how this match went, you couldn't have had this match with Keith Lee because Bobby Lashley needed two people to yeah. throw around the ring. Yeah. And uh, Bobby Lashley is a strong lad, but I don't think he can throw around Keith Lee like he can John Morrison. Well, you didn't watch Raw. Uh, anyways, so the only spot I want to talk about because it, it genuinely made me laugh was... Uh, Bobby Lashley goes to the outside. He's hurt, right? John Morrison is kind of beating him up. Riddle rolls to the outside. MVP steps in between Riddle and uh, Lashley. And he kind of goes, what are you going to do? What are you going to And I think he even says, like, you going to beat up a cripple person? And Riddle <laughs> grabs the crutch and MVP's yep. tone just I shifts. I love goes, MVP. He just goes, hey, man. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> it's so good. It was so good. I, in my note, I, I'm glad you talked moment. about it because uh, I need to take better notes because my note is literally just MVP is great. Yeah. And I forgot what it was yeah. referring to. That's, that's what it was referring to, where he was all tough as soon as the crouch is taken away. He, hey, hey, man. man. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Come on. We can talk, this, we yeah. can talk about and this. Then, and then, uh, so Rid, uh, Morrison and Bobby Lashley are in the ring together. Lashley puts on the hurt lock on Morrison. Riddle slides into the ring with the crutch. And MVP does a pretty good heel manager thing where he's pointing to the ref and he says, ref, ref, he's got a weapon. But the ref just kind of shrugs and he's like, it's a triple threat. It's match. a triple Everything threat. Goes. It's no DQ, my guy. Yeah. And so Riddle cracks the crutch over the back of Bobby Lashley, hits John Morrison with the Derek, covers Morrison one, two, three. Uh, Bobby Lashley stops caring about that title. It's true. <laughs> poor, poor U.S. title. Uh, yeah. Poor so U.S. title. After that, we have Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax. Or, I'm sorry, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Jax pins Banks for the win. With a Samoan drop. Anything else you'd like to talk about in this match? This is the... Um, this is the match where I had the least amount of notes, and one of those notes was just three question marks, and the other was the word meh. Yeah, that's kind of meh. Those two, uh, uh those was, those two lines finish. made up half of the notes I wrote. It was a distraction finish. Reginald comes out, gives Sasha Banks a bottle of champagne yep. to hit Nia Jax with. Sasha Banks is like, I'm not going to use this. Throws it away. Yeah. Samoan it, drop. Samoan drop. Which, Samoan drop as a finish is kind of weird to me, too. Yeah, but Nia Jax has to build to get it over. Yeah, but I'm I'm so... Because, like, Roman Reigns does a really good Samoan oh, drop. it's awesome. Especially, like, I love... Um, I think he should use the Samoan drop as a transition into the Superman. Punch. It's really good. Especially when... Um, he he did it when he was a face, yeah. and when Roman was there was like there was a weird time when like Roman was still a face, but he was like pretty he was like pretty good. Like it was past yeah. the the dark days of Roman Reigns, and yeah. they kind of figured out the right way to handle him. You're looking at 2018, Roman yeah, ish, where like he would like press a person up, and then like have them land on his shoulders. He would do a Samoan drop with yeah. one arm and do the hang loose with the other, yeah, yeah. and that was really cool. And that's like one of my 
Yeah. That's probably my favorite move that Roman Reigns ever did is just like the is just like the press up into the Samoan drop while doing a hang loose. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, and Roman Reigns' Samoan drop is always great because he, he does the pop-up and then he catches them like while he's going down. Yeah, he catches it and it's always just like just one arm it's, and then he's it's has, very fluid. It's it almost, very fluid and it's almost, very smooth. It almost looks like he's hitting like a side RKO. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it really good. Look like a Samoan drop. Roman Reigns the, the best Samoan drop. Ro- like, Roman Reigns better way better than better than the Rock Samoan drop. Roman, like Roman the Rock Reigns did a fine like, Samoan drop, but it was very slow and very like very I guess um Roman Reigns is a fantastic worker. He does the best Simone drop and at and the time, best spear. I was gonna say at times I think he does the best spear. Mm-hmm. Like Goldberg's spear. We've we've looks. gone over how much better Roman Reigns' spear is than someone like Edge. Well, Edge's spear looks like shit. It's true. But Goldberg's but spear like, looks Goldberg's, painful. Roman's spear is better yeah. than Goldberg's. It's better than Rhino. It's better than it. It's if better it's than not everyone. The best spear. It's the second best. Spear. It's true. I honorable mention for spear is not no longer with the company. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane does I a. You love Kyrie. I love Kyrie spear. Not because like the impact isn't there like someone with Roman, but because she hits them and almost like bounces off because yeah. she's so small. She, she but hits she like and then does like a moon. She does like a corkscrew yeah. where she hits it and then like the impact like and she just like corkscrews out of it and like somehow lands back on her feet from a spear and it's like that's awesome underrated spear charlotte flair she also does a fine one though charlotte spear is like if edge was taller yeah it's like she does the edge she does the edge kind of spear but yeah because she she kind of comes down with her knees first too but anyways moving on into the final yeah this was also like mercifully it was a four match card yeah. And so it was only like two and a half. I, I, I turned this on at 10 o'clock at night expecting to watch like the first half and then watch the la- the next half the next day. And then we got to the Raw Chamber match, which is the last match on the card. And I was like, wait, is this the main event? Uh, and excuse I Excuse checked... me. Second to last well, match okay. on the card. But I was like, is this the main event? And I looked on Wikipedia and yeah, this was yep. the main event. And so I was like, oh, I might as well just watch this whole thing tonight then. Uh, mm-hmm. and so this match comes in Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton are to start, which I thought was good. Cause they have a little bit of history together, except they're not workers. And so they had, they do have to go to these high spots right away. And then, the- uh, Kofi as, as oh, entrances yes, yes. happen, Kofi my does spot. my, my favorite, uh, I guess mind games as Randy enters the chamber and Kofi's in his pod. He just like. Randy like approaches the pod to intimidate Kofi and Kofi goes like, Hey, those quads are looking pretty guy. Just like you've been doing squats. Hey, I ain't going to lie. Those quads looking fire. My guy. Yeah. And it's just like interesting mind games, complimenting Randy's quads. Yeah. And as he's walking away, he just keeps yelling. Just like, Hey man, you've been doing squats. And yeah. just like, I ain't even going to lie. You've been doing squats. And I'm like, yeah. It's Kofi. very funny. I, I, I really like that. So, but yeah, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton kind of start off the match. The the lights start spinning, and in my mind, I'm going, okay, the two people it can't be. In my mind, I'm thinking the two people it can't be are Sheamus and Drew, because I think those are your last two. Right? Yeah, those have to be your last two. 
So it's either going to be Kofi or AJ, and it mm-hmm. should be AJ because of the thing we talked about earlier, where you should always have two heels start and then two f- and the, against one face. In comes Drew McIntyre. Drew, what? And he immediately comes in and starts beating up Randy. And I think there, you could have pulled this off if you have Randy right before Drew's pod opens. Randy hits an RKO on the like apron i guess right the thing in between the chambers yeah you have him hit an rko on the apron roll back into the ring here's drew coming in and you can just have hardy kind of like sit out until the next pod opens Mm -hmm. but no he beats up drew and then turns around and then just immediately starts beating up jeff hardy yep for no reason Mm -hmm. like drew kind of looked like a heel during this he didn't want this match he looked ticked off during it, he, right? Like, well, it's also just like the kind of champion. Like Drew McIntyre is an aggressive champion. Yeah, but even this like this like angry Drew who's mad at the world that they've been doing ever kind of ever since Hell in a Cell. That's not the best version of the Drew McIntyre. The best version, objectively, is the stupid, sexy Scott who would like count down the Claymore and who would come out and like like banter off AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. I think the best version, the objectively best version of Drew McIntyre is the leather pants wearing member of 3MB. <laughs> yeah. No, and like that's the kind of like fun loving but ultimately very serious like Drew McIntyre, not the like just mad at the world all the time. Well, the the mad at the world and like angry and aggressive, that's the Drew McIntyre that won the title. Because that's the attitude yeah. he had when he fought Brock Lesnar. But then but then he quickly transitioned into the they, stupid sexy Scott. It transitioned to the stupid sexy Scott because the WWE doesn't know how to handle an aggressive face. Like, they don't know how to handle a face who remains aggressive and remain like he he Drew McIntyre could have been a face Brock Lesnar who just destroys worlds. Yeah. But they didn't. But they should. Anyways. Uh, so next in... so Well, so what happens then... Or yeah, next in the match is Kofi Kingston. And he fights with Randy Orton for a little bit. And then the weirdest thing happens. Because you see very clearly Orton say something to Kofi. As if they're like calling a spot in mm-hmm. the ring. And I'm like, oh, you should have done that cleaner. Kofi rolls up Orton. And I'm like, okay, this is a false finish, whatever. And then is it Orton a false gets... finish? Is it is it technically a false finish if it's very early in the match? It's a false finish for Orton, I guess. Uh, but so I'm like, it's a false finish for Orton, whatever. And then Orton just gets eliminated, mm-hmm. and it's not even like it's not even like something where you look at it and you think the ref maybe messed up and counted too mm-hmm. fast because Orton clearly kicked out at like. Three and a half. Like, yeah. he waited quite a long time to, well, like... And the following events, because uh, Randy gets up, is very upset, RKO's everyone in the room. He uh, RKO's two people. He RKO's... Everyone in the room. Oh, yeah. Three people. I guess. He he Anyways. RKO's the other three people in the match, because... He only gave two RKO's. Yep. He I'm only gonna... gave two... He only gave an RKO to Jeff Hardy and Kofi Kingston. Everyone in the match was down because yes. because yeah. everybody in the match is as down. as the ref is trying to get Randy Orton out, uh, 
AJ Styles turns to Amos, who is just like standing next to AJ's pod, which is weird because they didn't let um who was it? There was someone it, it in It was just a cameraman for no, Sami no, no. Zayn. No, there was yeah, they wouldn't let Sami Zayn's cameraman sit outside the pods they let because Amos. they said you're not in the match but they let a moss granted also, are you gonna how are you gonna tell a moss that he can't stand next to aj's pod apparently very easily as we'll discuss in a little bit i guess <laughs> like, but like it's so here, here's <sighs> here's the thing that got me the most about the cameraman thing so you hear her, jessica is her name right and you hear ref jess say like you're not in the match you're not in the match He's also not in the match area. Like, the match happens inside the yeah, chamber. Like, you like, let Amas stand up. Because, like, theoretically, the whole point of the chamber is to keep everybody is in. to keep everyone in. So someone just, like, sitting out there says, like, that's just extra coverage, my guy. Yeah. Just, like, like production. Use that. Yeah. That's extra. Say, that's, that's just another cameraman. That's two more cameras that you're not paying for. Yeah. Perfect. Although, I it's guess like, maybe you technically are because they're paying Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn and is Sammy Zayn's so paying indirectly that. paying the cameraman. You are paying the cameraman. But, uh, yeah. And so he turns around to Amos, starts slamming glass, saying, I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here, which is what I was kind of mocking in the intro to here. And you and I talked about this. We both had the same thought, which is, is AJ Styles just leaving the match? Like, what's happening? I wouldn't I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have minded, honestly. Yeah. If If... If it had been like he decides to leave the match, yeah, and like gets out of there, and, and just, Amos like lets him go, and if he came back later in the match, yeah. like with one left, and he's just like, "How's he gonna get?" And Amos just like rips the door off. Yeah, that would have been cool. I actually, I actually wanted them to do something different with Amos. I want what I wanted them to do was tear the back of Styles' chamber off, like he did. Also, except- question: Is Amos just? Uh, two Reginalds stacked up in a trench in a turtleneck. I'm pretty sure. Okay, just uh, so we're clear. Yeah, and so two I Reginalds him, stacked up in a turtleneck. I wanted him to tear the back off. Styles hops out, and then Styles just kind of makes this little motion that's like, "Go ahead, buddy," and a moss hops into the chamber, <laughs> bursts out of the hold chamber. on the chamber. Set. So like AJ's kind of give him got to give him a little boost. <laughs> just like <laughs> just like hold on one Come on, two. Bud. Yeah, just like does, does the thing with his hands where it's just like as a step, just like all right, buddy. Here, here's Whoa. what you do. Here's what you do. So you have the back torn off. AJ hops out, gets down on one knee, and like, you know, links his hands like yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. give him a boost. But a moth just keeps stepping, and AJ's hands immediately just like drop to the floor with a moth. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, huh? And so AJ's like, no, 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 okay, okay. And so he gets down on all fours, and again, a moth just steps on him and flattens him. <laughs> <laughs> and and a moth is like, listen, I'm tall i can do this yeah and he just like reaches up and he just climbs in himself he just climbed in himself and then he bursts out of the chamber like the kool-aid man and just runs rough shot on everybody and then the light hits aj's chamber and aj slides into the match gets a moss out of there cover somebody one two three there's your elimination instead what they do is tear off the back aj Uh, like by the way a moss uh 7-4, 7-4, right? 7-3. Seven, 7-3, three. Seven, three. okay. Jordan Omogbian. Yeah, former basketball player. Oh, I sure hope so. Uh, God. So he... 7-3, oh, yeah. three, 334 pounds. Jesus Christ. A large gentleman. He is a big dude. I'm really excited about what they do with him when they decide to do something with him. Yeah. I'm very excited. The thing that I'm most excited about is the eventual turn on AJ. I think it's going yeah. to be very good. Yeah. Uh, because I think AJ's just not going to be expecting it mm-hmm. when it comes. But 
So what you'll have, so AJ runs around, he meets face to face with Orton and it looks like Orton's maybe going to RKO AJ for a little bit. And then he doesn't. Yep. And he just goes to the back. Uh, AJ runs in through the door that was open for the elimination, tries to get a few pins, can't cover anybody. Right. Yeah, he, he goes and covers every single person he, in the he ring. He's now in the match. Like, yeah, in the match, which I had a question about. I'm like, is he technically in the match? Like, it, yeah. it raises the question of, like, a Royal Rumble. Like, if someone runs... What if someone runs out at the... Like, say the Royal Rumble, they run out before it's their turn. They, they've done that, though. And it's like, are they in they, the They match? did that in 2008. And it's... It's 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 also like um if because in a in a tag match uh the, a not legal competitor can't get a pinfall yeah. and they also can't be pinned so like technically AJ hasn't with hasn't entered the match within the rules of the match I'm like do these pins count can he be pinned is he in the match the next time the like these are questions that I always have but then WWE just like it doesn't matter. It's yeah, just they like decide not to answer them. Yeah, it's like because theoretically his pod hasn't officially opened yet. So when the next timer runs up, it should theoretically still be between like AJ and whoever's left. Yeah. But it just skips over AJ. It does. Because so, because here this leads to the most confusing spot of the match for me, which is Adam Pierce stands toe to toe with Amos yeah, okay. and screams at where, him to get to the back. Where did Adam Pierce come from? He came from the back. They just didn't like, show him. Yeah, because he just like the whole stuff with AJ happens and it cuts and Adam Pierce is there yelling yeah. at Amos. I'm like, where did he come from? And, and here's here's what's confusing to me is Amos is built, you know, is put over as this giant enforcer who will do anything to protect who AJ. He is. And then Adam Pierce stands toe to toe with him and he goes, "You bad dog." Get to the back. And Amos just kind of hangs his head and walks to the okay. back. Like, what I would have done there is Adam Pierce, one, don't stand toe to toe. You have him, like, grab a mic and stand on the entrance ramp and say, like, you get no, back see, here right now. See, Amos is. No, no, no. See, Amos is a heel because he helps out AJ Styles. Yeah. But, like, he's not going to. He's not. He's not stupid because, like, he is within the within the context of the WWE. Like, he is like under the like the tutelage of AJ Styles, but he still works for the WWE. No, he doesn't. You you missed. So when they introduced him on Raw, they introduced him as AJ Styles' friend. Yeah. So he's not under the employment of the WWE, he's under the employment of AJ Styles. <laughs> then why would he listen to Adam Pierce? I don't know. Because this is what I would, is Adam Pierce finally confronts Amos, and Amos kind of grabs him like he's going to do a choke slam. Mm -hmm. And a ref who's, it's an indie wrestler like dressed as a ref, kind of gets in to break it up. So a ref. Right. And gets in to break it up, and Amos slams the ref, or he does something to hit the ref, and then and then you can have Pierce kind of go, no, you get back there right now. But if he's just toe-to-toe with Amos, it makes Amos look kind of weak, where yeah. he's just like, okay, I guess I'll okay. get back. Big Adam Pierce is telling me to get back. I I really got to listen to him. If I don't listen to Pierce, he won't give me catering. 
He wants to he 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 wants a contract. He he's he does. A, he's upset that Retribution got a contract and not him. And he wants to. He's like there. Adam Pierce is just like polite to him, and it's just like, all right, you can like eat with Kate. Yeah, eat with go you ahead. Can, you, you can, can go. Eat. You go eat catering with AJ. It's yeah, just like you know like, what you're around. It's like we got extra food. By the way, Fine, whatever. This, it's just like Adam Pierce is gonna take away my catering. Okay. Yeah. This guy. This sorry, guy, by the way, AJ. This guy, by the way, has had three jobs in the WWE. <laughs> Not a single one of them has he been an employee. I checked on this. Not a single one of them has he actually three. been. So he's been a moss. He's he been was. A moss. He was the big ninja he was the giant ninja so he wasn't an employee of wwe he was, he was an employee of... he was contracted by akira tozawa and so he's always been contracted by somebody he was contracted <laughs> by aj styles he was contracted by akira tozawa and he was contracted by shane mcmahon to not fight in raw underground but just be the doorman <laughs> raw underground do you remember those segments where shane would walk by somebody and go Holding down the fort, and he'd go, "Yeah, boss, that was a moss. That was a moss." So I found. I think it's weird because normally I don't like the characters that are like underemployment. Like, <sighs> like years ago, 2015, when Seth Rollins had like J and J Security. Yeah, I didn't. There. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of those types of characters, but for some reason, a moss and Reginald. I yeah. just love them so much. I just want to see more of both of them. Yeah, and. I find it funny because, like, again, Amos just looks like two Reginalds stacked up in a turtleneck. And it's, I, I don't know why, the current, like, managerial characters, I just think they're all so good. I Yeah, I love Amos. So, so AJ enters the match, yeah. attempts to pin everyone, fails. Um, I It's at this point that... Like this happens and everyone's down and then so AJ has his one spot and everything just kind of slows back down a bit. Like you had your RKOs, you had your roll ups, you had yeah. and everything just kind of slows back down again. And it's at this point that I realize, like in my notes, I'm just like I'm starting to think I just don't like chamber matches. Yeah, they're a little too long. Yeah. They're, at one point, um, guess how long? Do you know how long this match was? Uh. I have 28 a, minutes? Yes, that's the rough estimate it, in my head. It was, depending on when you start the counter, because there's a couple minutes for the entrances. Yeah, according and, to Wikipedia, it was 31 minutes. Yeah, and I think that's from the first bell, which is before all the entrances. And oh. so I think those first couple minutes were just entrances. But yes, it's roughly like 28 minutes, but it felt like 40. Yeah, uh, at one point, Jeff Hardy... Uh, gets hyped and he takes off his shirt and i wrote in my notes ah when jeff takes off his shirt that's when he decides he's going to kill himself <laughs> uh, and it's always true it's, you remember the one time that he tried to take off his shirt and it like got caught on his yep. earring and he had to like stop mm -hmm. the match to get it unhooked because jeff always takes off his shirt when he's about to do a stupid swanton yeah and it never fails here's, here's the other thing in my notes i had written down Jeff Hardy needs to retire the Swanton. Not because I hate not because I hate it or because like I mean a little because it's dangerous. When was the last time you that you could tell me when was the last time Jeff Hardy hit a Swanton and it didn't go horribly wrong for him? I also retire the Swanton because he's 43. Yeah. And like yeah. like Jeff Hardy could be Jeff Hardy in his like mid twenties, but yeah. he's 
43 years old and he's taking off his shirt to kill himself. Yeah. So Jeff Hardy hits Twist of Fate on AJ Styles, goes to the top to do a swanton. AJ like rolls out of the way. And so he sees Sheamus and Drew just fighting on the side and he does like a dive onto the. I don't think he did like a swanton onto them. Mm-hmm. I think he just kind of did a dive. Hits AJ Styles again, goes to the top to do a swanton, hits the swanton, mm-hmm. and then Drew heel move number two. Hardy pops up, Drew hits a claymore out of nowhere. I don't think and, that's a heel move. And covers Hardy. It's just it's just competing in the match. Competing fairly in the match is not a heel move. But but why would you not but you're supposed to fight with honor and dignity as a face, right? You're yeah. supposed to fight. He didn't like, cheat. He didn't cheat, but it's he not didn't, he fair. Just, he just ran up. How was it not fair? Head on a swivel at all times. But here's here's what here's how I would again to say. Here here's the better way of doing that is have have Hardy try to hit the Swanton. He miss. He takes a bad back bump onto the thing from the top of the pod. AJ rolls out to the outside of the ring. Gets ready to do the phenomenal forearm, jumps up, hits the forearm, and he does the little tumble that he always does after a forearm. Mm-hmm. Forearm, and McIntyre hits AJ. Because the other thing is that it's face on face action, which is weird. It's not weird though. It's That's also just what I call a wrestling. Kissing. It's just a wrestling match. Don't stop no selling my jokes. If Drew McIntyre ran into he the Claymore hall, kicked Jeff Hardy because. An opportunity to progress the match and defend his title presented but presented if, itself. But if I'm Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Hardy got hit by the Claymore because he wasn't prepared for it. He was he was too busy worrying yes, about. And that's a heel thing to do is fight an opponent who's not prepared for the match. He's not pre- the match had already or started. Who's, but who's not pre- right? Who's not prepared for the move to hit to hit? Does somebody? every face ever have to be like? I'm going to kick you now. And then kick? No. No. That's not how it works. But you... It's not a heel move. He didn't cheat to do anything. He just hit his finisher on an opponent. That's a thing that every single wrestler in every single match does. John Cena hit, like, hit AAs on everybody and everything. It's like... John just, Cena's a bad example. Just hit. So John Cena's not a face now? He, no, John Cena a, can't face, but he do also, things? He, al- he also did some you kind keep, of like You keep shit. making rules, and then I address the rule, and you go, well, that doesn't count. That's not at all what I'm saying. Okay. If, if, if that's the way it goes, then the rule doesn't exist. So, I, so, I, brought up, I brought up examples of faces doing heel things, so, and you said, well, there are different kinds of... There are. There are different there are. kinds of faces, which yeah. is true. But then you said that Drew McIntyre can't do this action because you believe that it's a heel move. But that's not and the type he can't of face do he it. Is. And you can't do it because he's a face. He, that's not the type of face that Drew McIntyre is. Drew McIntyre is not has never been the anti-hero tweener kind of No, Austin he's not. Punk. And that's not what this move was. It was hitting a claymore kick. Okay. We got to move on. <laughs> yeah, we do. I When Drew McIntyre won the Rumble, how many people did he claim or kick out of nowhere? The answer is all of them. I can only remember one. I can only remember Brock Lesnar. That's the notable one. He hit so many Claymore kicks in last year's Rumble. I'm sure he did. So many. But anyways, so 
He Claymore kicked Edge. Long story. Edge. We'll do the match. We all saw this coming. Drew McIntyre wins. And then Bobby Lashley runs out, beats up, beats up on Drew McIntyre. Miz cashes in. One, two, three. We go off the air with the Miz holding up the champion. He is the I'm, WWE champion. It made me very happy. Well, it also makes me ask the question, what year is it? Yeah. Because in the year 2021, the Miz is WWE champion, and Edge is main eventing WrestleMania. And MVP is the biggest heel on the roster. And MVP is the biggest heel on the roster. What year is it? All we need is John Cena and Triple H to both work themselves into Mania in one way or another, and it is 2011 all over again. And honestly... And... We brought up during our Rumble predictions, Mania is in Tampa. Yes. There is a solid chance that The Rock might yeah. make an appearance. There, there's a good to fair chance not, that The Rock might Not an like appearance. match appearance, because that's not uh, not going to happen. But like yeah. but like he there's a solid chance he might show up. They they might do the weird like I think it was it was in the it was in the Silver Dome, I think. And it was That's main- Superdome, brother. It was Mania 32, I think. With when The Rock just came out and set his name on fire. No, no, no. When it was like nothing was. Oh, announced. against the Wyatts. No, it was nothing was <sighs> announced, and then Hogan, Steve Austin, and The Rock just all come out. It was no, it was Mick Foley, The Rock. No, it was it wasn't even The Rock. It was it was it was Hogan, Austin, and Rock. No, they shared the ring together. Remember, because they were in there, and he said, I think. It was either the Silverdome or the Superdome. What happened on that one? So, okay. I think you're conflating like three different Mania things together. I might be. Hogan, because Hogan was at a lot of Mania. Because at 32, Shawn Michaels, uh, Mick Foley, and Steve Austin came out and they all, and they uh, they just beat everyone up. There's like they beat up the League of Nations. Yeah. And then uh, they. Get, and then they and then Steve Austin yeah. stunned the new day. I'm thinking of and then, I'm thinking of the one where and Hogan then comes the out. next year, the the Rock comes out and has an impromptu match against the Wyatt family. Yeah, and beats I think it's like Eric Rowan, Rowan in like Rowan. four seconds. Yeah, because he just comes out, which was very funny because the Rock just had tearaway clothing and he was wearing his ring gear underneath, which yeah. was very funny. Uh, and then. Uh, two years ago, when Alexa Bliss was hosting Mania, yeah. Hogan came out and literally made a joke about the Silverdome Superdome when they were in. So it was. Which Mania was that? Because I was referencing the first one where Hogan that was that was genu- genuinely got the arena wrong. Yes, yes, that's the one I'm talking about. That was the one that we watched together two years ago. No, was it? Alexa Bliss was hosting, and because there were jokes about Alexa Bliss has the ability to summon racists. No, no, no. But you're no, because he came out. You're forgetting that there was one mania where I, Hogan, Austin, and I Rock, literally listened to a recap podcast of that WrestleMania yesterday. The thing he was referencing, yeah, I at knew. Yeah, was I knew he at thirty. Yeah, he I knew he did that at thirty. Called it the Silverdome. Yeah, which yeah. is where he slammed Andre. Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna have a lot of things we caught from this episode, <laughs> but uh, I yeah, because like between thirty two and thirty six, 
the three of them just show up at random yeah. times and do random things. But like I think, I think they'll probably 30, do that again. Thirty-two, yeah, because like at thirty-two, the Rock just came out with a flamethrower and just yeah. set a giant sign that said "Rock on Fire." Well, because you know where that was, right? That was Miami. That was in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, this is Tampa, and he didn't show up last year, but it's also like. COVID last year. It's yeah. still COVID now, but they were much more careful yeah. last year. Like, they didn't bring in, like, Carlito randomly last yeah. year. So, I think so. this year, granted, they did bring in Gronk, but, yeah. Anyways, Gronk. let's let's get into a quick review of the All right. Monday what, Night Raw. What fallout. happened Raw after? Okay, so here's the follow-up. Here's the fallout from Elimination Chamber. Now I, that we finally have an A-list name with the A-list title. I will just give you a few... The kind of rundown of the important bits. Number one, the U.S. title is now named Trevor. Matt Riddle Matt Riddle had a segment with Lucha House Party where Lucha House Party congratulated him on his big win. He thought they were talking about the video game he played after the pay-per-view. What video game did he play? Warzone. Okay. Uh, he said, oh, thanks. Yeah, Trevor and I are very happy now. And then, I shit you not, rode, a, rode away on a Razor scooter. Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle outside the ring is the most insane thing ever. Uh, I so I, I've been pretty vocal about how very like meh I am on Riddle. Yeah, I think I'm starting to get sold. Yeah, just ignore that whole thing. Just rode out on a razor scooter. I'm yeah. in. Just rode out on a scooter. All right. Okay. Uh, there were about it. This was a weird raw because there were four or five matches that happened. That we've just seen before, like in very recent weeks. Welcome to Raw. We had we had Lucha House Party versus uh, the Hurt Business, okay. which they've done seems, many times before. Seems lopsided, but okay. They did uh, Charlotte Flair and Asuka versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, which oh, they've done before. They, and they, they did at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So basically, that how that one worked. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier. With they put an end to the Lacey Evans thing, where Oscar had Shayna Baszler in a little like full Nelson, and she was telling Charlotte to give her the boot. Uh, Shayna drops out at the last minute. Charlotte boots Oscar. Uh, cover one two three, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing too bad. After the match. Charlotte goes backstage to see Rick, who looks like a dog who has just been yelled at. He looks so upset. And she says, you have to go away for a little while, Dad. And he goes, why? You know, what have I done? And she goes, you had a baby with one of the talent. And he says, like, it's it's not my thing. It's the, the company has deemed you to be a <laughs> yeah, problem. The company has deemed you to be a problem. I'm going to quote you basically word for word what was said. Uh -huh. And it was, you have to go away for a little bit why you know why what have i done all i wanted to do was build the flair name dad you had a baby with one of the uh talent well i never said the kid was mine and then charlotte responds to that by saying well you've always had a thing for blondes remember charlotte uh, is blonde well presumably her mother is as well yeah although i will <laughs> i will reiterate again it is very weird that charlotte gets breast reduction surgery and then rick flair finds another <laughs> another blonde to attach himself to yeah. uh and then it's kind of like rick flair just kind of like begrudgingly is like hum, hum. yeah i'm a sad rick flair. yeah he's a sad rick flair now so i think they are just doing away with this with this whole storyline and it's now just going to be oscar versus charlotte at media mm. 
Uh, Ooh. And then the thing we all want to, we all really want to know about what is happening with the WWE championship. Yes, I would love to know. Okay, so Miz comes out. And they do the proper, you know, douchebag heel celebration yes. where it's red carpet, balloons yes. everywhere, streamer, smoke. An A-list celebration for an A-list champion. And uh, MVP, and the Her- or MVP and Bobby Lashley, I should say, come out and they say, hey, listen, we made a deal at Elimination Chamber. Lashley would help you win that title so long as your next match would be against him. And Miz is kind of like, well, I changed my mind once I won the title. Lashley gives him an hour, and he says, you have an hour to change your mind again. Otherwise, some things are going to happen. Or what? And then we get... Like, remember? Hold on. That doesn't make... Because Bobby Lashley can't really threaten Miz with physical harm. Because if Miz agrees, Lashley is going to give him physical harm anyway. Yeah. So, like... Here's the here's the weird thing. You remember a few weeks ago when I was talking about we, we now get a backstage glimpse into how matches are made? Mm-hmm. Because this was when the... This is when the chamber was announced. And Adam Pierce announced that it was Shane McMahon just kind of, like, there and being like, hey, you're doing a great job, Adam. And then he leaves and, like, that's all he came there for. Yeah. Drew McIntyre... Saw him like went to Adam Pierce in the next segment and is like, Hey, I would have appreciated some heads up, which tells us that Adam Pierce can just make matches, he does not need people's consent to make matches, right? Yeah, he can just make the matches, sure, fine, whatever. So, the next segment after this is Adam Pierce coming up to the Miz and begging the Miz to take Bobby Lashley's ultimatum. You can just okay. make the you, match, you Adam. You can just make the you match. You can just say whether or not you want it. You made a deal. Do it. Yeah. Right? You're doing it next week. You can just make that match. And so the second hour of Raw kicks off with Adam Pierce. By the way, at one point, I, I thought I was going to get a fucking like uh, music and go down to the ring in this part. Because just listen to what happens. Adam Pierce, John Morrison, and The Miz are in the ring together, and they're discussing the ultimatum. As soon as the hour mark hits, Bobby Lashley's music hits. Mm-hmm. Great. Or I think it was MVP's music hit. Great. So MVP comes I'm out coming. and says, what are you going to do? And Miz is like, I ain't going to do nothing. So Bobby Lashley's music hits, <laughs> and Bobby Lashley comes out, and he says, what do you mean you ain't going to do nothing? And Adam Pierce kind of shrugs, and he's like, I guess he's denying your ultimatum. And then out of nowhere, Braun Strowman's music Braun! <laughs> and Braun comes down to the ring looking like a G.I. Joe action figure. <laughs> and he just steps into the ring, says he thinks everybody sucks. <laughs> and, says, and says, I... I should have this match because I wasn't even in the chamber. And then Shane McMahon's music. Shane! And Shane comes down and he says, Braun. And then was... Triple H comes out. <laughs> and, and then Shane McMahon comes and in, slides into the ring, says that Adam Pierce is running a real shit show, which is just <laughs> turning heel on Adam Pierce again, I guess. And then he says, Braun, you're forgetting that the match was former WWE champions and you're a former universal champion, not a WWE champion. And then Braun does the I think you all suck line. And then it is announced that it's going to be in the main event. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. If Braun wins, 
Next week is a triple threat match for the WWE Championship between Braun, Bobby, and Miz. And if Braun loses, it's just a match between Bobby and Miz. Mm-hmm. So Bobby's not fighting for anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, tech. Well, in a triple threat, mathematically, you have a 33% chance. <laughs> oh, my winning. God. You're going to use Steiner's math. <laughs> uh, yeah. So hey, if they added Braun Strowman to the mix, Bobby's chances of winning, drastic go down. Drastic go down. You go down drastic. Go down yeah. drastic. So literally, I had in my notes where I was like, am I going to get called to the ring next? Like, what's <laughs> what's going to happen? So then after after this, basically nothing happens. The only confusing thing is, like, the last 20 minutes of Raw had, like, four matches. It was, yeah. like, AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Okay. It, yeah. This is just, like, a main event on any night just happens it was uh the new day versus uh retribution okay which kind of teased a retribution split did did xavier finally get his final of his best of five he he did not but he saw he saw reckoning like standing on the sidelines and he like celebrated uh, it was Damien Priest versus Angel Garza. What? Damien Priest hit the reckoning, right? What? And they and WWE has changed the name because they have a character called Reckoning now, so you can't yeah. have a move. They changed the name to Hit the Lights. Okay. Uh, and then it was Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman. Because why not? Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman lasted all of five minutes. And this is That's five more than I thought it would last. This is what I was talking about with uh saying you can't throw Keith Lee around. Because holy shit, I think Braun I think Bobby Lashley is impenetrable. He was throwing Braun Strowman around like Braun Strowman was a cruiserweight. He was he was demolishing him. Like Bobby Lashley just ran rough shot over Braun Strowman, right? And so Bobby Lashley covers Braun, and then the weirdest thing happened, where Braun tries to attack him after the match, and Bobby beats up Braun and throws him out of the ring, and then The Miz, who is on commentary, runs in to try to beat Bobby Lashley up, uh-huh. and Lashley just spears him and grabs the title, and like the, the closing shot of Raw is Bobby Lashley with the title. Which means that next week he's almost he, certainly losing. Uh, certainly, I it opens up the the almost guaranteed thing yeah. with Bobby Lashley keeping it a one on one is that now the Miz can yeah lose via disqualification and right. still keep and the still title keep, right because you they, you have this superstition in WWE where you can't touch the title before you have the yeah. match for the well title. it's always it's always thing with pay-per-views of like the person who stands tall at the end of the go home is losing yeah yeah right and so but it's the same reason why like when you had the dusty cup none of the tag teams in the dusty cup like touched the trophy they all pointed to it but none of them like touched it because mm-hmm. it's bad luck yeah right and like WWE has put that storyline on TV before of like somebody touched the title and it's bad luck to touch title before a title match. Yeah. Right. And so that was elimination chamber and raw. We got off track. Uh, part of that did not think we would go 
two, two plus hours. hours. Yeah, two hours and 14 minutes. We're going to be cutting a lot of this up. On and a pay-per-view on... that I, frankly, hardly remember. We're going to be cutting a lot of this up and putting it on YouTube uh, as, like, kind of bonus stuff. But, yeah. So, that was kind of it. Uh, Raw tonight. Raw, to ne- Raw Smackdown tonight. Raw tonight as this is coming out. We're recording on a Friday, but this is coming out on Monday. This comes out as with whenever I put it up. <laughs> I'm I won't edit this until Sunday night, so you can't. Put if it you up put early. yourself on that limit, I will guarantee that you won't even get it to me. <laughs> You're right. I'm gonna go home tonight and start editing <laughs> this. I'm probably gonna take a couple days though, because I do not want to do this all in one sit down. I suppose. Uh, yeah. So that was that. Thank you for listening, everybody. You can follow me at Real Ethan Becker on Twitter. Uh. You can follow me nowhere because I don't have social media. Stevie's an idiot. All right. (laughs) Am I an idiot or am I the smartest one of all? You're probably the smartest one of all. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.